Welcome to another episode of the Yours Truly podcast. I'm your host, Claire Tuning, a peanut butter and jelly enthusiast turned registered dietitian, yoga teacher, nutrition coach, and entrepreneur. I believe that happiness and health comes from the ability to truly nourish your body, mind, and spirit through food, movement, and relationships. That's what this podcast is all about. Together, we'll learn to eat gently, move freely, and love fiercely, and probably make a lot of puns along the way. So join me and my stellar squad of guests to learn the tools that you need to break free from a world of diet culture and negativity to fully, gently, and mindfully step into your own source of power. Yours, Julie, Claire. Here we go. What's up, podcast family? Welcome to episode 57 of the Yours Julie podcast. I hope this episode finds you having an amazing week so far. I know I have had a very fun-filled last couple of weeks. You guys heard me talk to no end about the Jonas Brothers concert, so I won't talk about that anymore, but I've gotten to see a couple of my my friends from college who I haven't seen in a while. I got to hang out with my cousin. You may know him if you are in the podcast world, if you listen to his show, Ever Forward Radio, Chase Tuning, that is his name. He's actually from Virginia, of course, where I'm from, but he's currently living out in LA. I got to meet up with him. I got to try his favorite coffee shop, his Nitro Cold Brew. Have you guys ever had that before? I think I had only had it one other time in my life, but the kind that we got here in Roslyn, Virginia, very close to DC, if you've ever had it before, it's called Compass Coffee. It is the smoothest, best tasting coffee I think I have ever had. So Chase, if you're listening, it was great to not only get to see you and catch up a little bit, but also get to know your beloved coffee brand. So Got to do that this past week. I've connected with a couple of really cool people in the intuitive eating world here on social media and podcasts, and all of my clients are doing beautifully. So I think I've been having a pretty good past couple of weeks. Uh, I'm teaching yoga. Um, anyways, I'm, I'm not going to go on and on, but I hope you have had a good week as well since we last convened here and listened to the Yours Julie podcast. So today I'm going solo on an episode to talk about the three reasons why you are not moving forward in your intuitive eating journey. Now, of course, there could be a lot of reasons, and typically when it comes to podcasts, I may or may not know you specifically individually on the other end of the line who is listening, but podcast information tends to be generalized to help the majority of the population. So I'm going to list out three reasons that I see people running into fairly often and why they are not moving forward in their intuitive eating journey. They may be applicable to you. You may listen and realize those aren't the reasons I'm not moving forward. And if that's the case, if I don't hit the nail on the head, with these, I encourage you, reach out to me. Hit me up on social media. You can always send me a DM at Claire Tuning. You can become a member of our free private Facebook community, which I'm going to talk about here in a second. But if none of these examples or tips really resonate with you and you're still feeling kind of stuck or like you don't know how to move forward or you need some support in this journey, my inbox, my DM box, whatever we're going to call it, is always open and I would love to hear from you and add value in any way that I can. I am known for sending voice message responses to many people who 
who send me DMs. So if you shoot me a DM, you are probably going to get what sounds like a voicemail from Claire talking about intuitive eating. And those tips would, of course, be more specific and pointed to your life. But before I get ahead of myself, before we get to those three reasons why you may not be moving forward in your intuitive eating journey, if you've hung out with me on the podcast here for more than one episode, you know that we have a tradition and we kind of have a flow with how things go around here. And we always, always, always start off the podcast. Well, of course, after I rant on a tangent that kind of has nothing to do with the episode, but we always start off with the goal slay post of the week. So if you're new around here, the Yours Truly Goal Slayers is, like I said a couple of minutes ago, my free private Facebook community for not only the people who work with me one-on-one to share their takeaways and their journey, but it's also a really awesome place for anyone who is interested in intuitive eating to learn more about what this path looks like, receive support along this path, and take some of the principles and the foundations of intuitive eating and apply them to to their actual life instead of just keeping that information pent up in their brains as information, right? We know information is powerful. We know that we need information and knowledge, but it really becomes rather useless if we don't do anything with that, which we'll get to one of my tips here in a second. But the Your Shuli Goal Slayers is an awesome community, and I'm going to feature a post today that was posted this past week from when I am recording this podcast by one of of my clients who graduated from the one-on-one coaching program a couple of months ago. We always say they graduated from the program because they're not done, they're not finished with their intuitive eating journey, but she got to a place in her journey where she was confident enough in her progress and I was confident enough in her progress that she could take what she had learned and continue this on her own. So this post from my lovely past graduated client reads, my mom made homemade peanut butter fudge the other day. She hasn't made it in forever and it's one of my favorite treats. I'm pretty sure the last time she made it, I was still tracking macros and I told myself that I couldn't eat any of it. Anyways, this time I caught myself binging on it. I reminded myself that it was probably because it wasn't air quote allowed for so long and that this would pass. Today, I thought about the fudge again. Instead of restricting myself and saying that I couldn't have it, I allowed myself to have it, but this time I enjoyed it a bit more mindfully. I smelled the fudge, I rolled it around on my tongue to get the texture, I felt it in my hands, and I truly tasted it. I came to the realization that it was a little bit too nutty for me right now, and I only ended up eating half of a tiny piece. It's little moments like this that remind me of how far I've come and how far I've yet to go still on this journey. So I want to thank my goal slayer, my friend, my past client for sharing this takeaway in our community. And as you see, even though she graduated from one-on-one coaching, she wrote there at the end that she is constantly reminded of how far she has come, but also how much farther she has to go because the intuitive eating journey isn't a one and done thing, isn't something that we spend six months to a year learning and then we just forget about it. We are faced with food with the conversation of food and how we feel and our energy levels every single day. So we're constantly learning how to do what's best for us in all of those regards. So what I want to point out here, because I don't want anyone taking this post and 
twisting it to to a message that is not helpful, right? Where this whole podcast is going to be talking about things that aren't helping you move forward. And what I don't want you to think about this post is that the point of intuitive eating is to always convince yourself to eat less or that you don't need to eat whatever it is that you're craving. I want to point out that who posted this, my past client, she has been on her journey for over a year now. So yes, in her unique situation, she may be at a point in time where she can slow down a little bit around this food, where she can remind herself that the food is allowed and it's going to be available, and where she can use some of the principles of mindful eating that we learned together and that I walked her through to help slow down this process to remove the need to binge on this food. But I want to point out that not everyone may be in a situation where this may play out for them in the same way. What I mean by this is if you are at the beginning of an intuitive eating journey, your recovery journey, whatever it may be, and your body is not fed, your body is not fueled, and you haven't rebuilt that sense of trust with your body, then it might make sense that you may not be able to have the same ability to slow down and enjoy it in this mindful sense. Mindful eating is powerful. Mindful eating is something that I teach all of my one-on-one clients throughout our journey, but I also see it sometimes being used as a diet rule against us, maybe before we are at that stage in our intuitive eating or in our recovery journey, where it can be used very helpfully. So for example, if you're in the beginning of your intuitive eating journey, maybe you need to prove to your body that it will always be available and that you do have unconditional permission to eat the fudge. So maybe for this person in the beginning stage of their journey, eating more may be appropriate. Eating more may be what you need to recover that sense of trust with your body and proving to yourself that you will be okay if you eat something that used to be air quote off limits. Now, as you get further along throughout your journey and you feed yourself regularly and your body isn't hungry all the time and you start to prove to yourself over and over again that the food can be available day after day, then maybe you find that the ability to do what this past client of mine did and slow down and enjoy it mindfully, maybe you realize that that is a tool that comes more easily to you and it doesn't easily get spun into a diet rule. But I think what I'm trying to say, bottom line here, is that this is a perfect example of what can happen on an intuitive eating journey when you've been on it for a while, but it may not be where everyone is at right now. So I want you to look at this post, maybe rewind and hear me talk about it again and say, this is where you can go and this can be a very positive place to be in, but you're not necessarily going to wake up tomorrow and be able to do this exact same thing if you've been living in the mystical land of diets and restriction and macro tracking for a long time. The Intuitive eating journey is not like flipping a switch and being able to suddenly eat super mindfully and not overeat and do all of these things that we may hope that the intuitive eating journey may be. But in reality, it's a lot messier than that. And it takes a lot more time than simply flipping a switch. So I hope this post maybe teaches you something, helps give you a little bit of perspective on the intuitive eating path really is a journey. It's something that takes time and it's something that you're 
you're never done with, but it's something that you can continue to revisit day after day to learn about your body, to fuel your body with what it needs, maybe both physically, mentally, emotionally, socially, all of these things. And it can be positive in many different ways. So that being said, thank you, my goal slayers, for interacting in this community, for posting, for watching all of the videos that we do. It is a really awesome place to be. So if you're listening to me talking right now and you want more posts like this where people are talking about their process and their journey, or you maybe want more tips and tools and live videos from me, seriously, free value, free content on your intuitive eating journey, I am openly inviting you to come join us. Our community is now up to 221 members, which is really crazy to believe because I started it a little over a year ago and it has grown to be this powerhouse of amazing individuals who are really dedicated to taking down diet culture one bite at a time. So if you want to join us, there is a brief application needed to join so that A, I get to know a bit more about you and B, you can learn more about the community and what we are all about. So if you would like to grab access to that application to come and join us here in the world of Facebook, you can find that two separate ways. The first way you can find it is by clicking the link in my Instagram bio at Claire Tuning, shameless plug, and it will have a drop down menu while you are, well, wow, word vomit right there, where you will be. That's really hard to say. Where you will see the link for the Facebook community. So if you click that drop down menu, you click on the link to join the Facebook community, it will take you to that application. You fill it out, you submit it. And the other way you can find this application is if you go straight to Facebook, you simply type in the yours truly goal slayers and you request to join that private community. When you request, I will send you a private message. So be looking at your message inboxes. um, And then I will send you the application that way. Once you submit the application, I will reach out personally to you. I talk personally one-on-one with everyone in this community to welcome them. So I'll reach out, I'll send you the invite to join, and you can start learning from there. So without further ado, Da, 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 da. You guys know I have my super fancy vocal cord infused transition music there. I hope you enjoyed it. But we're going to get to the bulk of today's episode where I am going to be talking about three reasons why you may not be moving forward in your intuitive eating journey. I know when I read a post like I just did from my goal slayers of someone who has been on her journey and has made obvious progress not only on her own but also working one-on-one with me, it's easy to think, well, why aren't I there yet? Or I'm never going to make it there. Or I'm stagnating in my journey. And how does she have all the secrets, right? Like how is that person from the community there, but I'm not yet. So something big here, and this isn't even one of my tips, but something that I just want to tell everyone who is listening to this podcast is the intuitive eating journey or recovering from years of diet culture, the physical, the mental, the emotional negative effects of dieting and disordered eating, it takes a lot of self-compassion. Because like I said a couple of moments ago, 
it's not an easy journey. It's not something that happens overnight. It may not even be something that happens over a year or two years. Progress will be made, but it may be slow progress. And you need to have that sense of giving yourself a little bit of grace and giving yourself some self-compassion. Because think about it. If you have been operating in what I call the mythical land of dieting and restriction and diet rules, you know, tracking macros, counting points, if that is all you have known for how many years of your life about nutrition and your own body, then it's going to take some time to unlearn everything that those methods of nutrition or dieting have taught you and relearn about your body, how to nourish it, how to take care of it in a more positive way. So it's something that takes a lot of humility. Sometimes you just gotta, you know, have a light heart about it. You have to give yourself that self-compassion because no one No one ever went to bed one night feeling super terrible, super guilty, you know, self-shaming themselves, and then woke up the next morning feeling like the best version of themselves. Like seriously, I want you to think about that for a second. Have you ever been in a place of negativity, of talking down on yourself, of really beating yourself up, the opposite of self-compassion? Have you ever been in a scenario like that and you come out of that feeling better or feeling charged up and ready to go? I don't think so. You might have come out of that space with yourself and decided to start another diet or go down a negative route with nutrition and restriction to further air quote control yourself or control your body, but that doesn't really leave you with the positive and the pure intention that you need for this intuitive eating journey. So bottom line, even if you listen to no more of this podcast, if no more of the tips resonate with you, I really encourage you and I invite you today to show yourself some self-compassion. Instead of beating yourself up, ask yourself, what can I learn from this scenario and how can I learn to better listen to, nourish, and fuel my body with what it needs? Not over-controlling, not obsessing, not over-analyzing, but how can I make peace with my body? Because hey, it has always known what to do. I have just been the one in my head listening to diet culture, rather, wasn't really even you. It's this culture that we live in. It's these messages that erode that sense of trust and ease over time. So that being said, with my moment of encouragement here at the beginning of the podcast, you guys should see me right now. I'm actually kind of laughing. So my office has a big old window in the front of it, and I love it because it lets light in and it gets a little bit too warm and toasty in here in the summer. But when I do podcasts like this, I get super excited and I wave my arms everywhere and it literally looks like I'm a cheerleader. Side note, I was a cheerleader in high school, so maybe it's just that old high school cheerleader Claire coming back. But anyways, you can very much see through this mirror from the street. I live on the third floor. So I'm not like super, super high up, but as I'm sitting here recording this intro or just this podcast in general, and I'm waving my arms, there's this guy out by the grills. I don't know, maybe like a hundred yards away. I'm really bad at judging distance, but he's legit staring at me right now. (laughs) He's like, what the heck is this girl doing? Okay. He's walking away. 
seeing, I think it was someone just fixing the grills or doing maintenance, but I seriously get such weird looks if people ever glance up here. Like, what the heck is that girl doing? But it's okay. I've always been a little bit of a weirdo, so I really don't mind perpetuating that. So, um, three things that I have for you guys, I'm going to list them and I'm going to describe them a bit. So, reason number one why you may not be making progress or moving forward in your intuitive eating journey is because you're listening to too much information. Remember a couple of moments ago when I was talking about the Facebook community and how information is powerful, but if you don't do anything with that information, it's kind of useless. Like, why are you even listening if we're not going to do anything with it? And something that I find, whether it comes to nutrition or for myself, maybe it's business personally, or anything really self-development infused, I find that if I listen to too many sources of information, for example, too many podcasts, I'm following too many people. People on social media. I'm reading too many books. Now, some of you may argue there's no such thing as too many books, but I would argue that there is. When you're consuming all of this content and this information, sure, you may be increasing your knowledge on a subject, which is amazing to a certain extent. And we really need a certain amount of knowledge to help us decide what we do want from what we don't want. But I truly and honestly believe that there comes a point, there's this very fine line, and again, it's different for everyone. It's different depending on how we process things and how we enjoy taking in information and and all of that. But there is a point where some information becomes too much information. When we're stuck in the mode of, I just need to read another book, or I just need to listen to another podcast before I go out and change something about my relationship with food. Have you ever been there before? Because I feel like it happens a lot with intuitive eating. I will have conversations with people. I will get DMs from people who are really in this information gathering stage, which like I said a couple of minutes ago, it's important to be in that stage because you have to know, again, the tools to a certain extent to get you to where you want to be. But there does come a point where I find people taking in this information and it's coming at the expense of them taking action. Again, I know this happens to me all the time because what happens if you spend a whole day at a conference, for example, or in class, and you're taking in all of this information and you're taking notes and you're doing all of the things like the good student that you are, and you make it to the end of the day and you have so many options of different things that you can do, or you have so much information that you're not only exhausted from trying to learn and process all of the information, but you have two too many routes at which you could start down. You could say, oh, I could start here, or I could do here, or if I do that, then I won't be able to do that. You kind of start these voices and the wheels in your head, they start going too fast and they become bogged down. So if this is you right now, if you find that you're taking in too much information and instead of pushing you forward, it's keeping you in the same place that you have always been, I want you to stop. So what I mean by that is not 
stop following your favorite people or stop listening to podcasts or being in Facebook communities. Because if I told you to do that, then you wouldn't even listen to your girl, Claire, here on the Yours Truly podcast. That's not what I'm telling you to do, but I'm telling you to narrow your scope. Find a couple of individuals who you really enjoy, who you trust, who you like the information that they provide. Maybe they give you a little bit of information information, entertainment, infotainment, as we would say. They're people who you really enjoy listening to and you get a lot of value from them. Shameless plug, I hope one of them is me if you're listening to this podcast, but I encourage you to narrow your scope down to a handful of people that leave you feeling that way. They leave you feeling uplifted, empowered, and they leave you with specific goals, action items, and tactics to actually move you forward and give you that sense of clarity rather than that sense of overwhelm. So whoever those people are for you, I encourage you narrow it down to them. Block out the noise of all of the other information out there because if one thing is for sure, there is not a lack of information out there, but there is a lack of application and accountability. Once you narrow it down to these people who are going to give you the best resources or the resources that resonate most with you, you can really start to take that knowledge and put it into action instead of just consuming other content. Because information, more, 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 all this information is not going to get you to your healthiest, happiest, most confident, intuitive eating self. I'm sorry if you thought the answer was to keep listening, keep reading, and and hearing all of the things. But at the end of the day, if you're not doing, if you're not actually taking the steps forward from what you are learning from these resources, then you are not going to get where you want to be. This is something that I tell all of my one-on-one clients because when you're working with someone one-on-one, when you're investing in them and they're investing their time and energy back into you, you really clear out all of the clutter and you narrow it down what you need to do personally for your journey. Like I said at the beginning of this podcast, when I read the goal slaying post of the week, or even when I was talking about what this podcast episode was all about, podcasts and books and audiobooks and all of these things can give general information. But if you're not receiving the information that is individualized and is personal to you, if you don't have that support system or someone saying, hey, I know what all of this information is saying, but based on your journey, your past, and what you are telling me, here's how we need to move forward, then my friend, you are wasting time, you're wasting resources, you're wasting energy that you could be spending with your family, with your loved ones, with your kids. And I think we can all agree that spinning our wheels And wasting our time, energy, and resources is not where we want to be. So narrow down your scope. Reach out to those people. If one of those people is me, reach out to me. Like I said, my DM box is always open. I would love to help you narrow your field of vision so you're not wasting time and energy, but you're hearing what you need to hear. You're hearing what needs to move you forward, and you are putting that into action. So that is thing number one. 
Thing number two is too much information, right? This is kind of leading from thing one to thing two. So if you're hearing all of this information and you're thinking your way through rather than feeling, we need to do a little bit of both. We need to think as well as feel. But if you're too up in your head about it and you're not down in your body, you're not living your embodied experience saying, hey, body, what's going on? How are you feeling today? How are you doing? If you're not doing all of these things, then you can very likely should all over yourself. So before I get too carried away, yes, shoulding all over yourself very much indeed sounds like the not so nice word version of what I could be saying right now. Don't should all over yourself. Pause the podcast, say it out loud to yourself, send a voice message to your mom, see what she has to say about it. I'm not saying that. I am saying the word should, S-H-O-U-L-D. I think I just spelled that right. I'm really bad at spelling out loud, guys. But when you should all over yourself, you really impede your progress. And it's going to be super hard to move forward when you're stuck in the shoulds and the shouldn'ts. Whenever I hear someone shooting all over themselves, I say, hey, let's take a minute because it really sounds like you're trapped in the narrative of what diet culture has taught you or what all of this information has maybe portrayed to you. You're trapped and you're not down in your own body. So an example of shooting all over yourself can be saying something like, I should be farther along by now, or I shouldn't be craving this food. I shouldn't be eating this much, or I should have better control than this. And my friend, this has never helped anyone. I hope that you can tell by my slight dramatic pause between each of those words that I was inserting the emoji clapping hands, like the clap hand emoji, to really emphasize my point that shoulding all over yourself, that being trapped up in your head, saying, I should, I shouldn't, I can, I can't, you know, maybe yes, maybe no, all of these things is not helping you move forward. Because when you should all over yourself, when you insert whatever is making you feel not good enough, insufficient, guilty, or like you're not doing a good enough job, when you're kind of hacking at your sense of inferiority here, or your inability to do air quote enough or good enough, whatever that may mean from you, you're taking away from what's actually happening in the present moment where the learning happens. If you think about, actually, let's do a little exercise here. I want you to think back to a moment in time where you have shoulded all over yourself. You may be thinking to yourself, I should be doing it this way, or I shouldn't be doing that, or I shouldn't be craving this food or eating that much food, whatever it was that you were telling yourself in that moment. And ask yourself, was that genuinely and truly helpful? Did you come out of that moment learning anything about your body, your cravings, how your body talks to you, that experience? Or did you exit that experience feeling guilt, shame, and all of the other emotions that are not helpful to you improving your relationship with food? Because if your answer is the latter, if you're like, Claire, I came out of that experience not feeling empowered, not feeling like I was confidently able to listen to and nourish my body, well, then maybe it was because you were shooting all over yourself. It's not a helpful practice. It's not something that's going to help you improve your relationship with food. 
Because when you're shooting all over yourself, when you're trapped in the narrative of how you think that moment is supposed to play out, or when you think you should be doing something different, you're trapped up in your headspace. You're in your head, you're thinking, you're obsessing, you're doing too much. You're not feeling what's actually going on in the body. And we know that something that is super important to moving your intuitive eating journey forward is that we think, of course, but we also feel. We reconnect with how our body speaks to us, what our body is saying, what our body needs in each moment to feel nourished, to feel cared for, and to feel safe. So maybe in that moment, instead of shooting yourself into the ground, you could have reeled it in a couple of moments. And this is something that you can maybe try the next time you hear those shoulds starting to enter your brain. You can say, okay, I feel a little bit of anxiety creeping up on me or like I should be doing something else. I know that's normal because the diet culture that I live in or how I've been viewing food for however long it has been has taught me to think it's supposed to be a certain way or it's supposed to look the air quote right way. But I know that may not be true for me and my body in this moment. So I'm going to reel it back in for a second and ask, how can I feel more into this moment? Instead of shooting or instead of saying it's supposed to be another way, ask yourself, how can I better serve my body in this moment? How can I eat something that is going to be satisfying and enjoyable? And how can I move on afterwards because at the end of the day food is not a moral issue it is not something that we need to should all over ourselves for or make ourselves feel guilty because our journey does not look like someone else's so the next time that this happens to you when you're pulled into the reins of the shoulds and the shouldn'ts pull it back in normalize the feeling It's normal that you feel this way, but reassure yourself that by thinking, thinking, and thinking, and obsessing over the moment of what you should and shouldn't be doing, it is taking away from the lesson that you need to learn in that moment. Because when you should, when you do all these things trapped up in your head, you walk away from the experience with that guilt and shame. You don't walk away from the experience thinking, oh, How interesting. Now I know how I feel when I eat X, Y, and Z. Or now I know how this food affects my performance and my move freely practice. You don't learn any of that when you're trapped up in your head because you don't have the bandwidth to do all of this thinking and also all of this feeling. So lesson number two, step away from the shoulds because they're not getting you to where you want to be in your intuitive eating journey. Thing number three or reason number three why you may not be moving forward in your intuitive eating journey is because you're giving yourself pseudo permission. So what I mean by pseudo permission is kind of like this halvesies style permission where you're giving yourself permission to maybe eat some of the things that you used to be afraid of, that used to have diet rules against, but you're not really giving yourself unconditional permission. You're giving yourself that pseudo that fake permission. I have had many conversations with my one-on-one clients where we are talking about this. And interestingly enough, the going trend and the theme that I see in many people is that we enter into our journey, whatever that may look like for you, and we start off giving ourselves this pseudo permission and we think that it's unconditional permission. Something that we talk about a lot in intuitive eating is giving yourself the permission to eat any food that you have access to that you enjoy that 
you have available, and giving yourself that unconditional permission so you don't find yourself at a later point binging on that food or making up for what you wanted but you didn't actually eat. So that's something that we talk about a lot into in intuitive eating. But something that often happens is people enter into this journey and they give themselves. Looser reins than they have had before. They start to give themselves permission to eat some of the foods that they've been restricting, that they've been fearing, but they do this with a little bit of trepidation. So they say, "Okay, I'm going to allow myself to eat some of this food and see how it goes," and then they do it. And they see how it goes, and maybe they enjoy themselves. Maybe they have fear, anxiety. Again, it looks different for everyone, but they give themselves some type of permission. But a couple weeks later, maybe a month or two later, they come to me in our check-in calls, and they say. You know, I still feel strong urges to binge on certain foods, and sometimes I do end up binging on certain foods. Claire, why is this happening to me? And I say, well, remember when we talked about unconditional permission? Well, do you feel like you've been offering that to yourself, or do you feel like maybe the fear of that, or what you know, the diet culture message in the back of your head? Do you feel like that fear is only allowing you to offer pseudo permission or this halfsies type of permission to eat these foods? Now, again. Everybody is different. Everybody's journey is going to look different, but more often than not, if they're still having these strong urges to binge on these foods, or they're feeling air quote out of control around certain foods, more often than not, they will answer that question of mine by saying. Well, you know what? If I'm being super honest with you, I feel like even though I've been giving myself some permission, I've been loosening up on those diet rules a little bit, day by day and week by week. I still feel like at the end of the day, I'm restricting myself, or I'm mentally restricting myself, or maybe that I'm eating some of the foods that I crave and I enjoy, but I'm not eating them to enoughness or to my level of satisfaction that I actually need. To feel good, to feel taken care of, and so that I can be mentally freed up to do everything. Because my friend, here's the truth. Truth bomb coming at you. If you're giving yourself pseudo permission or halfsies permission, as I like to call it, and you are still ending your days wanting a certain food that you're telling yourself, "Oh, I shouldn't have too much of that," or "I shouldn't eat any more," right? This kind of comes back to our shoulds conversation. If you are doing that, if any type of restriction that that guise of I can't have that or I shouldn't have that, if any of that is existing in your brain, you may be able to exist in that space for a certain amount of time, and it may go okay for you. Just as we know that we can diet, we can do these restrictive things in our lives. For a certain amount of time, and they're gonna work, right? Whole thirty. If you do whole thirty, you can likely hold out for thirty days because, in the grand scheme of things, it's not that much time. But. Biology always wins. Our body will always end up getting what it needs and in the amount that it needs. Because again, this is an issue of survival of our body looking out for what's best for us. So if you keep doing this over and over, if you keep giving yourself this pseudo permission instead of unconditional permission or full permission to eat the foods that you need to heal. To feel nourished, to feel good in your own body, then you are not going to move forward in this 
journey. You're going to stay stuck in the land of restriction, in dieting, of feeling guilty because one of my favorite, favorite sound bites, something that I always say to my clients, is the only way out is through. The only way out of this journey or continuing on this journey out of that restrictive and negative relationship with food is through the food. We cannot heal the relationship to food by shooting ourselves or by thinking it needs to look a certain way or by further restricting ourselves. We can't do that. You can do that for a certain amount of time. But in the long run, it's only going to serve to disservice you, to make you feel more guilty about your food choices, and to keep you stagnating in this negative relationship with food. To truly improve the relationship with food, you have to give yourself that permission. I know it's scary. I know it may feel out of control at first, but I promise you, in the long run of health, because remember... We're not alive for 30 days. We're not alive for 60 days. We're alive for hopefully 30, 60, 90, 100. I don't know. We're alive for a lot of years. So I want you to have this relationship with food where you don't have to live in restriction. You don't have to live in the shoulds. You don't have to live in this pseudo permission because the longer that you are there, the longer you hover and stagnate in that space, the longer you will be stuck in the negative mentality towards food in diet culture, in your version of restriction, in whatever diet culture may look like in your life. So bottom line, If you find yourself on this journey thinking, you know, why am I still binging on certain foods? First of all, that is normal depending on where you are at in this journey. But if you find that you're still obsessed with food, that you're still thinking about food all the time, I really encourage you to ask yourself, am I eating enough? Am I eating regularly? Am I giving myself pseudo permission, halvesies permission, where I need to be giving myself full permission? And can I take the step to give myself that full permission? And maybe it's one food at a time. Maybe you do it one food at a time. You prove to yourself, hey, I am okay. I can survive when I eat more than I used to allow myself or when I eat more than I used to think was air quote okay. Because when you can prove to yourself over and over again that food is allowed, that you're always going to feed your own body, that you're not going to deprive food from your body, that is where the healing takes place. There is no way around the food. You cannot go above the food. You have to go through the food. So that wraps up tip number three or reason number three why you may not be moving forward in your intuitive eating journey. I hope this message met you well today. I hope this was what you needed to hear. I hope some of these points at least really hit home for you. If any of it did hit home, if you found a lot of value in tactical things in this episode, Please, 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 the only way for this podcast to grow and reach more ears of the people who need to hear this message is if you, yes, you, who is listening right now, if you take this episode and you share it with at least one friend, one family member, one dog with incredibly good listening capabilities, whoever that might be, you share this episode with them. So they can get the value that they need to move their intuitive eating journey forward. So if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, you can tap the three little dots in the bottom right-hand corner of your screen. That will give you a shareable link. You can send that out via text, 
email, and any other way that you send messages to people who you care about. You can also take a screenshot of this podcast and upload it to your story or your feed on social media. If you do so, be sure to tag me at Claire Tuning. Let me know what you loved about the episode so that I can keep awesome messages like this coming towards you. I'm still waving my hands around because I'm so excited about this episode because it really does hit home on so many of the things that I talk about in my Facebook community with my one-on-one clients. So again, I hope it was useful for you. But that is all I have for you today. Until next time, yours Julie Claire.